Welcome to season two of the Shop Still podcast, a podcast for woodworkers and the maker community in general. With Joey Chalk from King Post Timberworks, Jordan Crawford from Periodic Furniture Studio, and Robin Lewis from Robin Lewis Makes. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all very well. Welcome back to episode five, season two of the Shop Still podcast. Today I'm joined by only one of my co-hosts. Joey, how are you today? Very good, Robin. How are you going? Not too bad, thanks. And Jordan Crawford, unfortunately, won't be on the show today. My name is Robin Lewis. Thanks for tuning in, and we have an awesome show lined up for you um, today. So last week we touched on this. Um, Joey's got a quote-unquote Joey story for us, (laughs) and we sort of alluded to it. So that's definitely where we're going to be starting with today. Joey, do you want to run us through a bit of what happened and tell us the story. Yeah, okay, so I, I maybe we'll just gonna brief what the job was. Um, and so my, uh, a local council, so not actually my council, because I'm right on the, the borderline of two areas, and so um, it's not actually my council, but the, the neighboring council, um, are kind of extending onto their building. They wanted a new reception area. Um, and so when I was contacted by the people thought great this is going to be a cool job a reception desk sounds like a fun thing to build which it was it was just a desk at this point uh yeah it's a as a reception desk it was it's quite big i mean it's four it started out 4.1 long and six or 800 mil deep right and there was quite a lot of specifics about it because it's one it's a public building it's a council building um so there was lots of backwards and forwards I actually redesigned it completely five different times and had I would I would send them a design and it would go through this bureaucracy of all these people having the input about what it needed to do and if what met safety requirements and it didn't meet I was going to ask are there a lot of a lot of regulations on I mean are there things like you have to have roundovers on everything or? that wasn't the concern the main concern for them Interestingly and sadly, I suppose, is the actual safety of the two people who will be behind the reception desk. They get apparently quite a lot of irate people coming in and kind of threatening physical harm to really? whoever is representing the whoever's representing the council. And so, so it's gotta be a bit deeper than you would normally have a council. So <laughs> yeah. So at the moment because they have to allow for a disabled wheelchair access, there's a big cut out in the reception area so somebody can wheel up and talk to the receptionists but of course that means there's a big open hole where anyone can be physically face to face with the people behind the the counter and it's quite intimidating for them so they wanted some more space and they wanted some height so the first thing is that the desk height is actually a meter high so they're sitting on high kind of architects chairs and um, and the desk is a meter deep, and so even leaning over, yeah, that's that's pretty high. Even if someone leans over to take a swing, for example, they they're not really getting close to anybody with a bit of sense to lean back. Um, so that was the big concern. So that and uh, so there was a lot of design issues around that and just making it work. <clears throat> so the main problem that I could see straight away. And I knew this from experience, and so I thought, this time I'm going to cross all my eyes and dot my T's. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to like. I I knew the money was going to be a problem. These big bureaucratic companies don't like to give money out. 
and, and in fact on a weird note just to be able to to work for them I had to essentially do the paperwork that I would do to open an account with any other supplier so they had to get my bank account details and do background checks and do all this stuff just to provide them with a product you know not the other way around it was a bit strange so jump through these hoops um eventually after a lot of backwards and forwards I got the job and um I sent through the deposit invoice and I didn't really hear anything for a bit and at this point had you had you verbally um come to an agreement with them that the the deposit was going to be a was going to be a thing yeah, I said I'll need a deposit and I'll get a progress payment because of the size of the job and then I'll get a final payment once we're all installed. Yeah. Um, so the deposit invoice uh, goes through and I, I don't have... Uh, I have taken away a, pe- a payment period from my invoice. So I used to say you've seven days to pay or something like that. I've taken that off. You've got until the date, which I... Whatever date I choose and put on the invoice, usually it's within the current week. So I know that I get paid. So if I do a job on a Thursday, it's due that Friday, the next day. So you you demand a deposit within a week, within seven days, sometimes from from clients. Uh, it's a bit. It's not so cut and dry with deposits, because at the end of the day, it's up to the clients to decide if they want to do the job. If they don't want to pay the deposit and don't get the job started, then that's no skin off my nose if they don't pay it whenever they want. The problem with some of the accounting software is you have to put a date on it. So I usually just put click uh, a week. The next day, then a week later, you know, uh, that's, that's for the deposit. In this case, I think I did that. I had a week on it. Um, anyway, the, the correspondent I'm dealing with said, oh, we, only, we pay on the 20th of the following month. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is quite a, was just quite a standard common practice for businesses. Yeah, it is for businesses who are able to deal with that kind of cash flow system. It doesn't work for small businesses. Anyhow, so I said, okay, in that case, I won't be able to do the job. Sorry. Because I'm not going to wait around for up to two months, depending on which day you actually put the invoice in. Um, it could be up to two months before you get paid. And no small business is going to wait for that. It's just not going to happen. So she came back and said, oh, really, that's a shame. Um, look, we can do a special payment. Every Tuesday we can get a special payment put through and I just have to get it signed off by, like, four different people. And um, <laughs> and then they'll, they'll, on the Tuesday nights we can do a special payment for these kind of rapid payment things. And I said, that's great, fine, pay the, pay the deposit. Deposit came, got the job done. And in the meantime, I'd kind of rewritten this out via in an email. So everyone was in writing. We all knew what was happening. Um, I knew. I could tell at that point. I was like, this is going to end not ideally. Yeah. Because you can just tell the bureaucracy. There's the message I'm sending to this person who is representing the council. There's no way that that message is going through to the four other people in the accounts. So, so that person's just okaying it in the yeah. hope that nothing goes wrong. And yeah. I know that's happening, but you can't say, hey, did you actually send that through? To the, <laughs> no, you can't question them. <laughs> the English that you're using is making me distrust you, therefore yeah, I yeah. need some more confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and it, it's more like the industry 
the industry you're in is making me distrust you. And therefore, yeah. can you like write this out? But, um, <laughs> you know, you've got to, at some point, you've just got to bite the bullet. So, um, they, so I, so I did the job and I made sure that I, I had to get my progress payment into them. The invoice had to be in a couple of days early so they could organize the signatures so they could pay me on the Tuesday. And so I was trying to get the jobs kind of sorted out at a point where I could get the progress payment um, to them, which I did. And as it turned out, after that, the day I sent the progress invoice, the work on the actual desk just kind of really took off and we kind of really made good progress. And it, it was suddenly, within a day, really close to being finished. So that meant that the following Tuesday, which was the day they owed me a progress payment, was it going to be the install day as well. And were they made aware of this? Yeah, because they wanted it ASAP. So it was like, as soon as you get it done. Right, okay. So they, they yeah. were hoping that it would be done sooner. That's yeah. right. So I was like, okay, great. And it kind of dawned on me on the Monday. I was like, you know what? They owe me money tomorrow. We're meant to be delivering this thing tomorrow. I shouldn't actually deliver this until I get my progress payment. Yeah, because no council in the world works that, that, that uh, quickly or, or rapidly. Yeah. yeah, I knew, I was like, this is going to not work. But I also needed this giant desk out of my workshop. I also knew that the sooner I got it in, the sooner I could put my final invoice in. And if that meant waiting another week, okay, I could deal with that, I suppose. But Not ideal, but... Not yeah. ideal, but I don't want to wait another week to get my progress payment and then put my foot down and say, I'm not installing this until I get my progress payment. Therefore, I have to wait a week. It's sitting in my workshop for a week. I can't do other jobs. And it becomes a bit of a backlog for me as well if I really start putting my foot down. You're ending up in that situation which you didn't want to be in, which is the payment's <laughs> exactly. only going to come in two months. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll just I'll go there because we had to do five trips to deliver this thing and all these different pieces. Um, I'll go there, I'll meet the lady who has been my correspondent. I said to her, great, we've got the first part of the desk here. We'll probably get it finished today. By the way, the payment hadn't come through and at 8 o'clock in the morning, the payment wasn't sitting in my bank. I said to her, uh, can you check with the accounts, make sure that it's going to show up today? Okay, I'm going to jump in my car and go and get that next piece. Uh, it's like an hour round trip every time I did. So I had to like five hours of driving that day just trying to get all the pieces backwards and forwards. Because <laughs> it was kind of close to my workshop, but it's not that close. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'll just do lots of trips. It's just going to be easier than trying to get a truck or something else. By the end of the day, the accounts lady calls me and says, oh, I just, I'm just looking at your invoice. We'll pay it next month uh, as per our terms. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Like, I, the whole reason I did this job is because you agreed to pay me on the week. You know, every Tuesday is your payment day. I'm not yeah. going to. Um, otherwise, I said to the lady, I'm not going to do the job otherwise. Oh, well, that's not how we work. I said, but that's that's how I work. That's how and I, Joe Soap said you work, yeah. Yeah, well, that's how I work. Like, you have to pay me on my terms. Like, you've agreed to this. Um and this, I knew I was going to have this fight, and so I'd been going over this conversation already all day. I've been going over how I was going to deal with this phone call. 
because I knew it just this wasn't going to pan out for me. Um, and she said, you know, and I think it's important as a small business to really um, uh, kind of put your foot down when you know you're right. Just because a big corporation or company, just because they are who they are, doesn't mean they don't owe you money and you haven't agreed to some something beforehand. And what she wanted to happen was for me to say, oh, okay, that's right, that's your policy, I'll just wait a month. You're, you're, a, you're a council which is notoriously known for being very bureaucratic, as you <laughs> yeah. said, fine, I'll just hold off. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I'm not going to take this because I need to be paid at the end of the day is what needed to happen. And I, th- and I think it's worth emphasizing the fact that you had agreed on this. Mm. It wasn't like this had just fallen on deaf ears. You That's have right. this in writing. Yeah, I've been writing and I even said, I won't do the job if you can't pay me on my terms. Oh no, we want you to do the job. Great. And, and just to double check, these terms, are they in a signed contract or is it just an email uh, no, correspondence? It's just uh, it's emails. Right. Because as soon as you start getting into signed things, one, the council won't sign it probably uh, because they'd have to go to lawyers and you could imagine time delays. It's just not going to happen. And it's just, and for me, that's why I offered them the out of saying, oh, I won't do the job then. Like, I'm happy. Okay, I won't do the job. If you don't want to pay me, fine, get someone else. It's perfectly fine with me. Like, I'm not begging you for the job, although it was a very cool job. Um, So the phone call ended up with uh, this lady saying, um, we're not going to pay you until the... Uh, she said, I think, in the end, oh, okay, we can put it through next Tuesday because you've missed the Tuesday, this Tuesday already. You've missed the payment. And I was like, well... I said, well, in that case, I'm going to have to start taking this back to the workshop. Yeah. At which yeah. point she told me to, to stop threatening her, which, which brought the whole conversation up a notch. Yeah. You can imagine. And I and I was trying to stay as calm as possible, but I was getting um, to the point. And I said, "Look, I'm not threatening you. I'm simply telling you you can't have this desk for free. Uh, I, you couldn't come to my shop and walk out without paying for this. So either you pay me the progress payment that gets us square at this point, or." Uh, I will start removing this. You don't have a desk. Exactly. Now, the upside, which which I shouldn't have said, but I said this, um, to get into the building, I had to sign in and they gave me a swipe card so I could get in and out to get through the electronic lock. <clears throat> I said to her, well, I'm keeping my swipe card and I can come back whenever I want and take this desk out. And she didn't appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I had to be proving that I was serious about the fact that this was going to be taken away, even though I just spent all day putting it in. Um, and I was going to start taking pieces of it. I wasn't going to take the whole disc. I was just going to take whatever I could carry. So at this point, you, you've installed the whole thing. Yeah. And so removing it is not a case of just clip, clip, and out it goes. There's a couple of bits no, involved. And at this point, I, didn't, I was by myself. I didn't have my assistant. Um, right. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take all the drawers. I'm going to take anything that I can unbolt, door fronts, panels. I'm going to take the LED lights off. Like the actual big carcasses of the desk had to stay there. Um, but um, what happened? So 
what I did was I, I kind of left and a half drove off back to the workshop. There was one thing I'd forgotten to do. I, and then I could give them the final invoice because I, I was almost finished. The last thing I had to do was clamp on the, um, the monitor stands for their computers, which I had one in the, in the workshop and I'd forgotten it. So I said, all right, I'm going to zoom back to the workshop, grab this, zoom all the way back, screw this, this monitor stand on, and then I could give them the final invoice, which they had, would have to pay me the following Tuesday. Um, and I did that, so I, I got it all, all sussed. Just, just as I was walking out the door from that, uh, I get a phone call from the accounts lady saying, okay, Joey, we've made the payments. You've now got your progress payment sorted. And I said, great, I've just emailed you the final invoice, which you can pay next Tuesday. Thanks very much. Um, and that now, was kind now, of... Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> now, they've, <laughs> they've come to... They've met your, yeah. um, your terms. Yeah. And now you're asking for something more? Yeah. Okay. Go because on. they owed me three payments, right? A deposit, yeah. a progress payment, and a final payment. This whole discussion was about the progress payment, which they had not paid. Yeah. And so in theory I shouldn't have even I shouldn't have had it on site until I got that payment. That is Correct. my bad to a certain degree. Oh, so you should have you should have held on to it until the payments were yeah. made. And and when you're saying you should have done that, you're just saying as a best practice from the perspective of Absolutely. you don't give something away when it's not paid for. That's right. Okay. The gotcha. downside for me was it was going to be another week. This thing was finished, this giant four meter long by one meter long desk taking up the whole workshop space. You know, I just needed to go at that point. Otherwise, I would be delayed on other jobs. So it's very much a, a way up of what's the, the, the lesser of the two evils. And um, I think this worked out in my favor just but as and it was a whole, a whole situation i knew i should i could avoid and i tried to avoid and i knew it was going to happen that's a really annoying situation with a bureaucratic uh yeah. working for a, a big company like that so then you've yeah so you've asked them for the full payment and yeah it came um the next tuesday it came i didn't hear a word from anyone didn't get an email um so who knows I'm now, not. I wonder why they decided to pay you the full amount and not just your next because installment. Because I'd done the job. I'd, I'd done the job. No, no, they, they paid me the progress payment on that day. Yeah. And then, they had, and then I, as they were on the phone to me saying, okay, we've paid you, I said, great, thank you for that. I'm, I'm just emailing you now the final invoice, which you can pay next Tuesday because I'd finished the job at that point. But I'm surprised they didn't turn around and say, no, but we had agreed to three progress payments. It was. No, no, well, three payments total, one progress payment. You have a, a deposit, one progress payment, oh, and a final. Okay. okay, right. I thought they were paying it off over the next three no, weeks. No, okay, no, right. no, I'm no. with you. No, no. Yeah. Oh, and okay. So, um, and so that was it. Awesome. But it was just a very tense day where I'm trying to do the install, thinking about what I'm going to say, dealing with the phone calls, dealing with the, this lady who I had been dealing with the whole time, who was actually, we actually saw her physically avoid us during the install. Like you walk down the stairs, whoops, turn around, walk back up. And, um, <laughs> you know, when you, when you see that, you're like, oh, okay, you know, she knows what's going on. <laughs> Shocking, eh? Shocking. Yeah. So there was no no other no other emails, no other correspondence since then. They just paid you the money and 
everyone yep. was happy. Never the twain shall meet. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, hopefully everything's good. I mean, now obviously this was a, a pretty bad situation. I mean, you you got paid in the end, so that's the main thing. But yeah. could you have avoided this or? Because you, you've been saying the whole time, this is how councils work. Could you have avoided this? Well, I, like I said at the start, I went into it knowing this was going to be a problem. Mm. So I thought, I'm going to lay down the rules. I need to be paid the week of the progress payment and the final payment. They, that has to happen. I'm not waiting for a month. Mm. This was made out clear. And I, the, the problem is... Um, is assuming that the person you're speaking to in this corporation is going to just turn around and talk to the accounts people and have the discussion and say, oh, this job's coming up and we need to do the payment. Okay, great. That does not happen in the big corporation, and I can't make that happen. All I can do is give them as much um, kind of emphasis on the fact that it's very important that this happens. My advice, I suppose, is that you need to go in with this multi-thousand-dollar job you need to go into this for a company who is a huge. Um, you have to expect there's going to be some communication breakdown, not necessarily between you and the contact within the company, but in, intercompany breakdown of communication. And that's something you can't work in, but you have to try and anticipate it as best as possible and try and uh, get there before it happens. Because if you were to go in any more aggressively with your, you know, we talked about contracts earlier or I need this and this and this and you were to be more, I guess you run the risk of losing the job. So would it be worthwhile con making sure that you are talking to accounts directly or would that never happen? I suppose I could have asked to do that in hindsight. I, I could have said, put me in touch with the person who's going to make the payment or give me their email and I want to email the invoices and stuff directly to them and not just have it passed on mm. into into company. Um, that's probably a good way of avoiding it. Some probably, there may be some pushback on that. This person I was dealing with was assigned this job. Her job was to organize the fit out of this room and that's, that was the contact for all the trades. So... In that case, I think they may have been like, yeah, we don't, you know, you talk with this lady and she does the other, the other part of it. So it surprises me though, from the perspective that she would have no doubt had a budget. There would have, there would have been no reason for accounts to not pay you other than you are outside of their payment window. So then yep. the question becomes, why was she not, why was she not making sure that this payment happened? Like what? What was the because she was the, well, she was doing her policy, the accounts lady. The, the obvious thing that had seemed to have happened to me was that the contact I was dealing with just just simply didn't pass on the information that I needed the payment yeah. on the Tuesday. It was just a pure either lack of communication or f forgetfulness or some kind of uh, intended, you know, who cares, we got the job done and they just have to wait. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a strange one. So would this stop you from doing council jobs in the future? For that council, I probably will never <laughs> be asked to do a job. Um, I won't say no to work if it's worth my while. I think work is work. I think I would approach working for a, a multi 
you know, kind of like some kind of large corporate, I uh, would approach it differently in that I might ask to talk directly to accounts. Um, or is there some special something that needs to happen to make things more streamlined? Uh, that would be definitely if you if you're keen on getting paid in a certain timeline, you need to make sure that they have the ability to pay inside your timeline. Yeah, it's interesting. In in my day job, we call them opportunities. When we create sales opportunities, you have influencers, and you have your billing person, and then you have your decision maker. And those are three terms that we talk about all the time because your decision maker is the one that we talk to because there's no point in talking to anyone else. So I guess it's a similar, similar sort of thing mm. where, yeah, you'd be talking to um, yeah, either your accounts person or, or your billing person or a decision yeah. maker. because, And that's essentially who I thought I was talking to. And I think maybe she was, but she just didn't pass on the information. Yeah. So it's just an annoying thing, and everything worked out great, and I knew it was going to happen, and and I just did, it was just annoying that I had to go through it, yeah, because I knew it was going to happen, and I tried to stop it. <laughs> so has this happened before then with with mm, other companies? Yeah, companies not quite so bad, but companies who you might give them big companies. I've made some prototype cheers before, and they okay, great. Here's your deposit straight away. The deposit will go in overnight. And then the final payment, oh, you have to wait for a month. Yeah. Like, oh, but what, what? You just paid my deposit like in like, like 45 like minutes. That. Yeah. They literally straight away within the hour because they want you to get onto their job. But when final payment rolls around, I oh, will just throw it in the basket for accounts to deal with. And um, that can be very frustrating. And is it, is it worth, worse with companies or do you find, because I would imagine your, your guy off the street would be just as bad. Uh, I find whether it's a company or a person, the more money they have, the slower they are to pay. Interesting. I guess that's how they got rich in the first place. That's right, especially individuals. Often it's a case, what I've found is if you print out an invoice, which I used to do all the time, and give them the final invoice at the delivery or the install, these days that paper invoice just goes to on some random pile in the kitchen bench mm. and never gets seen again, and that's when you don't get paid. I find a lot of people work from the email list as a, a, a to-do list, and if you send them the email version, it's probably going to get paid on time. Ah, interesting. Yeah, because I guess they're on their computer, access to their online banking. The, the bank's right there. Yeah, yep. right. Uh, I had a plumbing work done sometime last year, and my uh, the plumber who did the work just took, you know, I expect an invoice within a couple of days from when someone's done some work because that's obviously their money. Took, this guy took about two weeks. I eventually in, emailed him and said, hey, where's my invoice? And he said, you're yeah. the first customer I've ever had who's actually contacted me about the invoice, which I find so strange because I, like, like the, the last thing that I want is two months down the line, we've gone away on a big holiday and then yeah. this guy comes back and says, oh, by the way, you haven't paid me. So, I, you know, get that out as quick as possible. Yeah, it's strange. I had that with an earth mover when I was when we were building our house. Uh, he didn't uh, send the invoice for his work for uh, three months. Yes. And I did the same thing, contacted him and said, hey, we're running our budgets getting low. Do you actually want to get paid <laughs> for this job? And he goes, oh, yeah, I usually do my invoices on a rainy day and it's been really good weather. 
Like, okay. Man, that's the most casual uh, business I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's like, well, man, you must have a decent cash flow somewhere because uh, three months without money coming in. Yeah. It's also, it's also just, uh, I, I, I don't know, when you go to bed at night, I want to make sure that everyone who I owe money to, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. paid. I sleep better exactly. that way. Yeah. That's right. Now, talking about money, you, you said that there was something else that you wanted to, to touch on. Yeah. So in the same kind of uh, conversation line with you know, getting paid, I had a, a quoted on a job. Um, so what was it? So a guy wanted a bookcase kind of around a, a doorway in a study room. So great. Um, gave them the uh, quote. Oh, it's a bit too expensive. Can you reduce the price? I'm like, well, okay. Um, is, is that a common thing for people to, to say that? Not not really. Um, just a second, uh, Robin. Yeah. Hang on. Hello. Hello. Hey, I've got a delivery. Um, you got the plywood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a second. Yeah, don't worry. I got my truckload of plywood <laughs> yeah, here, Robin. All right, well, that, that's cool. Uh, we'll probably just leave this here. I'll, we'll still put this episode out because I think it's quite, um, I think it's quite okay. interesting. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a short one today, everyone. So, um, Yeah, sorry about that, but I've got um, you know, $5,000 worth of plywood to get off a truck in the rain. So Yeah, this is, this is what happens when you run a podcast around a business. So no, it's all good. All right, Joey, that's cool. Um, you head off to that, and we'll see you in the next one. Okay, thanks, everyone. See you. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, unfortunately, we did have to cut it short there because, um, yeah, Joey had to take a delivery. But that story, uh, Joey and I have been talking about for the last couple of weeks, and we've been really excited to share that with you. So really interested to hear any thoughts or comments on that. Um, it's obviously one of the, the, the trickier parts of running a business is actually the money side of it and making sure that works. And I guess this is something that you set yourself up for if you do decide to go the business route. So I hope you found that informative. Thanks very much for watching. Um, if you enjoyed this, this podcast, uh, we'd really appreciate a review over on iTunes. It really does help us out. The Shop Store podcast is available on iTunes and most other podcast apps as well as YouTube. So thanks again, Joey. Um, I hope your delivery is going well. My name's Robin. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.